Hello and welcome back to Tattoo Home Records. This is a podcast where we talk about tattoos, life, and everything in between. My name is Calista. Yes, I've been wearing the same hoodie. And this is... Laughing Lou. Hi. Um, So we're going to dive right in. We'll talk about what our genders feel like in just one second, Um, which is going to be great because I am suddenly very hyper Mm -hmm. and we are going to talk about grief. So it's great because I'm in a great mood right now. Um, and yeah, we are just dancing. We yeah. are vibing. We've been singing. So mm-hmm. this is going to be not your typical episode about grief nope. that I imagine. Not this like serious, like mm, grief is bad, brr. But I'm going to throw it over to you. What does your fucking gender feel like today? My gender feels like, um, she feels like a song. Apparently a she. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say a song, a good song, a happy song. What does your gender feel like today? Um, I feel, because my hair is down right now, um, I just let it down a couple seconds ago. Um, I guess minutes ago. I don't know. Minutes, seconds, it's all... Whatever. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, the same thing. Uh, I feel like a My Little Pony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what they used to call them? Bronies. The people who liked uh, My Little Ponies they used to call them bronies. Well, I feel like you're going to make a fucking furry joke here. She's going to talk about the fact that she's convinced furry that I'm a furry. adjacent. Okay. But not quite. I would, I would, um, I am jealous of that chick that knows how to gallop. Oh my God, from My Strange Addiction? Yes. Yeah, the people who dress up as ponies? Yes. Wild. Oh, that's, I just want a tail. Um, that's that's Callista no, farting right that's now. That's Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> she got niche. Oh. Okay, so, well, we wanted to talk about grief. Yes. We um, want to talk about grief because we have just gone into a new chapter of our lives mm-hmm. um, with opening a studio, or as we like to recall, or refer to it as having a baby. Yep. Um, a whole child. Yeah. yeah. But, like, not like a human baby. At a least, business baby. At least she pays for herself, but goddamn. Right now she hasn't. Right now. <laughs> she has a lot of money. Yeah. Her current college fund is yeah. a lot. It's a um, lot, but so worth it. Oh, yeah. It's the best decision. Like, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. By far the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part mm-hmm. of. So, for sure. Yes. Okay. So then, what grief. is grief to you? What's grief I to just me? Threw her on the spot. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I learned this from you a while ago, and then I also learned this. I, there's two big quotes that stick in my head. The one that I learned from you, which is, um, "Grief and love are the same side of, or no, different sides of the same coin." Mm-hmm. Um. And that, like, a lot of the times, grief is really just um all the love you had for that person, place, or thing. Um, that doesn't have anywhere to go anymore. So you just feel it all in your body and yep. in your heart. And then second quote that I think about is um, from WandaVision, which I love WandaVision, which is uh, grief is just love persevering, which is literally the same thing. Yep. Same thing. It's just that love is continuously going on within you very painfully. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is grief to you? Um Grief to me is love. Yeah. I think, yeah. I Just think point blank, it's love. Yeah, that, like, I don't think that you can feel... I think if you are in a place where you feel, like, great joy and, mm-hmm. like, love for someone, you also simultaneously feel the pain yes. of loving someone. Because you know that at some point, that second of perfection, that beautiful moment, mm-hmm. will be gone. I think that's where the, like, obsession with, like, collecting content comes in. Is that even though now we call it collecting content, it is that obsession of, like, trying to do our best to hold on to these tiny little fragments mm-hmm. because they're always fleeting. Yes. And I think that that, to me, that that feeling of fleeting 
that is both love and grief. And mm-hmm. it is so like intrinsically connected that I used to be like, yeah, it's for sure like two sides of the same coin. And now like for me personally, like they've just merged into like, so it's yeah, not like even like translucent a coin. Yeah. <laughs> like at all you times. Yeah. I can see both sides at all times. So wow. I guess it's a, like, I feel like I live on that like razor's edge of that. Yes. That like, the happier we are then the more sadness that like is in that moment but it also at the same time amplifies that happiness i i just want to clarify for our listeners out there that like i think a lot of us are guilty of thinking that emotions are good or bad and we are trying our best to unlock the idea that no emotions are good or bad they are just yeah. feelings and so i i don't know i'm trying to put myself in the perspective of someone listening to this and being like well if they're the same side, like, why does grief hurt so bad? Like, why? But I, thing? I personally think that love hurts so bad. Mm-hmm, I agree. <laughs> I think that we tend to think of, like, the hormones around love that make us feel happy things. Mm-hmm. And that we tend to only think of love as this, like, beautiful, happy thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, love is hard conversations. Love is frustration love is waking up in the night with your baby when you're fucking exhausted Mm -hmm. like that's what love is love is these times when we are like don't we just don't want to do this Mm -hmm. but we're doing it anyway like that's what love is love is not just like oh this is great we're going on holiday together and it's lovely and like nice like no love is the fact like it's like the plane ride like the plane rides always suck Mm -hmm. but that's partly what love is and love is that whole act of it and not just the shiny glossy parts that we see on like magazine paper i fucking love that because i feel like um i don't know a lot of people grow up with this idea that love is supposed to be perfect and i've been thinking about it a lot too like how people are obsessed with finding the perfect partner and that like it's going to be easy but like no there's a reason why people say it's a labor of love Yes. With love comes labor. With love comes heartache. With love comes mm-hmm. like it. Love hurts. I mean, that's why it's like such a big point of media. There's songs about it. There's poetry about it. There's movies about it. And um, people, I think a I lot truly of times, believe everything is about it. Every <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about love. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are obsessed with this idea that like you're going to find someone who accepts you for all your flaws and like doesn't expect you to change them. But that's not what love is. No. That is like having a fan. It's the difference between mm-hmm. having a fan and having a friend. Your friend wants you to tell them if you're going through a hard time and they want to be in that moment with you and help you through it. A fan doesn't want that. A fan wants this version of you that is only fun, only entertainment, only like that's the thing, right? It's like, no, love is, I don't know, so much more complex. Well, and I think, like, too, is that a friend wants to be in that moment with you, but they also want you to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. They want you, they love you for who you are, yes. but also love you for the potential of who you can be and are capable of seeing that. Yes. And I don't think that, like, we've talked about this before, that, like, love to me is that, like, it's not my job. Mm-hmm. When I see you doing something, I'm like, oh, that's going to fucking hurt later. Yep. To tell you that my job as like your friend is somebody that loves you is to stand over on the side because that's where like experience is beneficial that I can be like, oh, well, that one's going to suck real bad. Mm -hmm. But it's to stand on the side. So when it does suck, I can then just be like, okay, I have like the wherewithal to be able to help cushion this blow. Mm -hmm. 
actually I don't, more accurately, when you get hit by it, Mm -hmm. I can just go sit on the floor with you and be like, yeah, that hurt real bad, huh? Totally. And not like, and to me, that's what like love is, is, but like in that moment, I'm so excited to watch you experience big things in your life. Mm -hmm. But it is also horribly painful because I know (laughs) that those things will also hurt you. And so it is that, like, to me, love and grief are the same. Mm -hmm. Like, the moment that I was painting our walls at the studio and I cried because I knew that I was, like, in such a short period of time. Like, we've signed this lease for two years. And in two years, we will create big magic in there Mm -hmm. big things we're already doing that and it's only been a couple weeks but i know that like this stage of our lives will come to an end and though i know that my life continues to get better and better Mm -hmm. and to be frank like no matter what happens in my life i genuinely believe that it's going to keep getting better and better um but i will miss these times Mm -hmm. and that right there is what like to me grief is is that like ever present knowledge that everything is impermanent oh oh that was that was heavy that ever i'm glad you thought so i've i've disassociated from that (laughs) god well i mean uh, talk talk to us more about painting the walls because i feel like that is such a beautiful moment of like yes it's creativity that bitch is trying to make me fucking cry yes it was i mean that's the thing right it's it's a moment of happy that's what grief is though i feel like and i was thinking about this too i can't speak for everyone but i do feel like a lot of people run away from starting something new or you know connecting to their spaces or connecting to their places because of that like Mm -hmm. even subconsciously they know that grief is there where it's like we talked about this on um a different episode of interior design Design. where it's like some people are like i don't want to decorate my place because i'm only here for x amount of time but i said that life is made up of small amounts of time yep so you might as well like fucking do it mm-hmm. right but like there comes that grief when you are doing those things right this is a happy moment yeah talk more about that that's normal right yeah i mean i think i personally think it's normal i think it's like part of feeling all of your emotions because once again we don't live in a place of like mm-hmm. emotions are good and bad mm-hmm. it's a all emotion to me all emotions are good yeah. anger is a good emotion that shows you that something in your life is not aligning with your values or there's an injustice mm-hmm. Um, And if you're angry with yourself or if you're disappointed with yourself, then you get to say, okay, so something in me isn't living to that like moment either. Totally. But I like to think because I do go good, bad on stuff. So I like to just say all emotions are good emotions. Therefore, grief is good because grief is that um, essentially like that perspective giving moment Mm -hmm. of like, hey, be present now. Because, like, yes, this time will go and the time will pass no matter what. But what can we do right now to be fully present in this beautiful moment? And, like, I think that the reason why so many people try to run away from that is because it's vulnerable. It hurts. Right. Because, like, Brene Brown talks about this, is that joy is one of the most painful emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone thinks it's sadness, but the vulnerability it takes to feel pure joy is what's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. Because once again, you know that it's going to end. Right. And like, that's okay. Because that's also what makes it beautiful. It's what makes a human life like beautiful. It's what makes the relationships that we have with people beautiful because they all end. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean because something ended, it's bad. And I think that that's the like misnomer is that like when friendships come to an end, 
then it's easy to go into a place of like, okay, well, I fucking hate that person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, do you or actually hate them? Or are you trying to, yeah, you're trying to yeah. protect the fact that it hurts that you miss someone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that one's extra, extra hard because um, I, I've fallen victim to the whole like um, idea that the second you break up with someone, it's like, it's game on. Like, I never liked that they did this or they did that. And it's just a mean, you know, means to protect myself. Part of it mm-hmm. is like auditory, like processing and like being like, yeah, well, this is like, you know, trying to process through those feelings. And that's also normal. But like a lot of it is too, because it's vulnerable to miss something or someone. Well, and I think it's because we have that idea as a culture that like, well, if it was good, why did it end? What oh the my fuck, God, dude. I know. Right. Oh, Anyways, um, sorry, that was my pen, but she's throwing pens over here. I, I agree where it's like a lot of people can't see the beauty in like, yes, our friendship ended, but that doesn't mean that like, I don't wish the best for them. I just can't be there to see it. Yeah. You know, like we're just not compatible. I, there's a lot of things that I liked about that person. There's a lot of things that I didn't like about that person, but like, wish you the best. Don't want to be there for it. Don't want to yeah. hear it either. You know, and mm-hmm. that's also perfectly fine. But I think that's also why people hold on to like friendships for so long when they've like essentially run their yes. course where from the outside you can look and be like, hmm, I don't think you guys are friends I anymore. Don't think <laughs> you are really excited to see each other. Mm-hmm. But because there's that fear of loss that yeah. once again like leads back to this like idea of like love is scarcity because. I think that the idea is that the lack of love is what leads to grief when it's like, no, you're, it's this like fear of scarcity that like, if I let this person go, what if like it, it's the end of something. And there's that fear of the end Mm -hmm. where it's like, but you didn't lose anything. You more, I think more often we like gain stuff. And I think that that's where like really leaning into grief, like helps to be like, Hey, I mourn the loss every time I move and to be clear I love moving Mm -hmm. you know this anyone who's listened this long enough knows that I love to move I love like a new space yeah I love the like possibility of new things I love meeting new people I love that new partly because I like the like shininess of new things and that dopamine release Mm -hmm. partly because I know that every time I do it it gets a little bit easier, mm-hmm. so that way it's not as scary. It's still scary every fucking time. It's a lot like a roller coaster. Yeah. still scary. It just gets a little less scary. Mm-hmm. But, like, now when I do it, I just, in that moment it used to be like, oh, man, okay, well, this is going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to grieve this. And now it's just this active, like, allowing grief to wash over me. In, like, small moments Mm -hmm. when I have those, like, immense joy and I'm like, wow, one day I'm going to paint those walls white. Yeah, that's really me. And, like, (laughs) it makes me sad Uh to be like, one day we'll be unpacking this stuff. One day we'll raffle off or, like, sell off all of the stuff that we've gathered while we're here Mm -hmm. for people that want to hold on to tokens of, like, this magical place that we created. Mm -hmm. But one day this will end. And I think, like... For me, going back to the point of like, okay, but you've survived every single point up till now, i.e. you're still alive. So there are those times that I look back on where it's like, I I felt like that when we were down in Florida Mm -hmm. with our friends and we were in Disney and I just like took a moment to just like watch everyone when we were standing in line. I was like, this is one of those moments in your life that you already miss. Because it's already coming to an end. Like, they will fly back to their house. 
you will fly back to yours. Mm -hmm. And though I know that our future, hopefully, because we don't know the future, Mm -hmm. hopefully means that we're all come back together, that this moment right now is going to be gone in just a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, like, sitting in that that moment doesn't make it where it's like, okay, I'm going to run away from this. I'm going to fucking have a drink. I'm going to, like, take, in my case, I'm going to eat some edibles. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to run away from this. No, you just sit in that moment because, like, it takes so much, like, love to be able to feel that. To be like, but 100%. I'm sad that this is going to end because right now I'm so happy that I have these people that, like, get me and see me and love me. And that I love and just, like, it's just this beautiful, perfect thing. And that's okay that I'm also sad that it's going to end. Right. Because if I didn't feel, like, the happiness... And if I cut out the sadness, I think that's my biggest thing of, like, why I kind of lead into it more is because, like, I know that if I cut out the sadness of, like, okay, don't feel bad about this, don't feel this way, I won't feel happy. Yes, and Brene Brown talks about that Mm -hmm. a lot where it's, like, you stifle one thing, you stifle them all, and that's true. Because, like, you can't feel that level of deep grief without feeling that level of deep happiness. Yeah. And people don't talk about it enough where, like, When you build a life that is truly meaningful to you and um, meet people that truly see you and people that you, like, love deeply, you open yourself up to, like, a deeper face-to-face understanding of feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, Only if you're willing. Some people will stifle that down. But then at that point, you're also stifling down your connections, right? Mm -hmm. You're stifling down your life. You're stifling down, like... So, again, if you stifle down one emotion, you will stifle, like, everything. The butterfly effect with that is huge, right? And so, I mean, again, it's the feeling of grief is a true testament to that feeling of love, that deep love that you have. Yep. And that's why it's gorgeous, and that's why you should sit into it. Um, But, yeah, it's painful. It It's hard. What do you do in moments of grief when it feels overwhelming, like a tsunami? Um, I think... For me, it's very much just the riding of the wave. Like, Mm -hmm. in that moment when I do feel sadness that, like, I know that this is going to come to an end, Mm -hmm. I then think about how amazing it is that I have this moment. Yeah. And then this sounds really morbid, but I'm also like, here's the thing. You could die right now. You could just have an aneurysm. Die right now. And then it never ended for you. Mm -hmm. So, like... I don't like to sit in a place of like, oh, it's going to be really hard when this happens. Instead, for me, it's that place of like, um, just the potential of like, yes, because you already missed this, Mm -hmm. it means that it's that special and it's that great. Right. That you know that like you're doing, like, if I don't feel that sadness, same as like with people, like if I meet you and then I don't think, man, I'm going to fucking miss this person at this point in my life that's a barometer because i've come to realize that i need less friends i just need closer friends i'm that person i don't want a shit ton of fucking friends Mm -hmm. um but i want all connections to be those ones like that you are gonna miss that connection Mm -hmm. it's that moment when you connect with a client and then you know you finish their piece and you're both like overwhelmingly proud of it and also you're so sad that it's done but if I don't feel that tinge of sadness about like man what a journey we went on what the fuck was the point that means I didn't actually like truly give myself over to it 
totally. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that ma- that makes total sense because it's um, I don't know. It's genuine, right? Mm-hmm. It's that genuine feeling of like this emotion comes from the love that I have from this. Yeah. So if I don't have it, that's also fine. If you're not grieving over, you know, like or missing someone or whatever. That's also fine. It's that's the thing is like it's you're not ever going to be everyone's cup of tea. And same thing with people. Mm-hmm. People are not ever, ever going to be everyone's cup of tea. However, if you're not missing anything, you should, therapy, you should sit down and mm-hmm. and think about it. If you're not grieving over certain things, I feel like there is a there's a big I don't want to say issue, but there is a big issue with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you are stifling something and it's preventing you from living your best emotional life yeah to experience the full range of full range emotions Mm -hmm. and i think that's it so when you have those moments because obviously i have a lot more like time on this earth Mm -hmm. that i've spent working on that what do you do like how do you deal with these these like emotions of grief i think that what's important to me is to physically sit down and cry like Mm. that's really important to me so if I'm hit with a grief tsunami and um, it happens, like, just at inconvenient times, but really there's no inconvenient time. I think it helps that I'm okay with crying in public. Um, but, yeah, just crying. crying in public is amazing. FYI. Yes. I've is. never seen somebody cry in pu- That's a lie. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, very seldom do I see someone cry in public. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what the fuck? And also because, like, when you're genuinely crying in public, and I think that's the difference, mm-hmm. is that, like, there are those people that are like, oh, you're crying for attention. Okay, never mind. Not interested. Right. But when you are just so overwhelmed with an emotion, mm-hmm. no matter what emotion it is, because we cry because we're so happy. Totally. It's amazing. It's I beautiful. love to see that. Like, clients will cry in my chair a lot, and it's beautiful every time. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. There's something beautiful in that. So, yeah, I, I think it's really important for me to, like, actually sit down and cry. And then... Again, like when it's when it comes to objects or items. So like my room, like again, Mm -hmm. thinking about like that object, like we're going to not live in this house one day. And when I have feelings of grief like that, it is so nice to be able to like sit in my room and just be like, how beautiful is it that your room gets to be messy right now? You know what I mean? Yes. It gets to be messy. It's not super comfortable. right? It's been a mess for like a few weeks now. Um. But, like, how beautiful is it that we're crying and we care about it this much and that you get to have a messy room in this yeah. place and time? That you made something so special that yeah. you're going to miss it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, great. I think, because, like, for me, that's how I felt about, like, when you would talk about, like, leaving the other, like, studio, mm-hmm. was that, like, you had to grieve that a lot because oh, it was God. a lot of, like lost potential. And I yes. think that that's the part, too, that people get scared of is, like, grieving that potential. It's the issue with, like, breakups and with friendships ending. And it's the same thing with, like, when someone dies mm-hmm. and we're not expecting it, is that you're grieving the, like, possibility of that. Yes. And that that's also beautiful and great. Because, like, though I talk a lot about grieving, like, in the present moments, when I do, I think... Oh, I just unlocked something. Oh. I tend not to grieve because, like, when we kept talking about that, I was like, yeah, I don't have that grief mm-hmm. of, like, that potential. And I think it's because I actually sit in, like, grief in that moment. Mm-hmm. So because I'm constantly in that place, I don't have that, like, grief of the idea of something. Yeah. Because, like, in those moments when I saw that loss of potential happening, I was actively in that moment already grieving it to be like wow 
I can simultaneously hold like excitement and hope for our business and also hold because they're the same thing for me to hold the grief of this loss while being able to still do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that That's makes beautiful. a lot of sense. Like I didn't have to like sit down and be like, wow, I'm grieving this mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, but this and it's not to diminish that, but it's like that because this is coming to an end, it opens this other door, You're- that whole that's a quick grief study, right? Like, you're quick on it, where it's like, yeah, I can do both. For me, I think, especially when it comes to, like, leaving places, I also grieve the version of me that mm-hmm. believed in those places. And I think that's what the, an extra level of pain yeah. for me, because it, it makes me think of that quote where it's like, all your life you live uh, yellow, and then you get brushed by green, and now you're turquoise or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Um where, like, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Where when I am hit with the realization that things aren't working out, I feel like a completely different color. Yes. So I'm grieving the version of me that was yellow. You mm-hmm. know, I'm grieving the version of me that believed in a place, the version of me that, like, just so badly, like, wanted to work hard. And there's a part of me that, like, wants to go back to that. But no, I'm a different color now. Yeah. I know too much. Like, there's not. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's versions of myself, too. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's the part that I'm not I'm not sure if it's like as you get older, it gets easier mm-hmm. or just like the more versions of yourself mm-hmm. that happen because like like to, to run with that color analogy now I oh fuck I hate this <laughs> say it, say uh, it. <laughs> now I feel like tie dye mm-hmm. where you're all of them yeah where I'm all colors mm-hmm. so there isn't like I think that that's what it is when you are younger to this world I'm not just to be really clear I'm not like diminishing age oh, any no. of that for anyone who's listening to like oh my god you're ages I'm not um and I don't believe in the whole respect your elders just because someone physically fucking live longer than you no. any of that side rant mm-hmm. um but i think that the older you get the more versions of yourself you get to discover yes and so then for me in particular because i feel like i am so much of a better person now than i ever was mm-hmm. and that every new version every new like brush of color yep. just makes me more beautiful oh that like it doesn't i so it's no longer a place of grief but yeah it's not a place of grief um for that past version uh-huh. it's more of like a wow, this new, like, brush of color is something that makes me more beautiful. It's an addition. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, I think that's that. what it is, is, like, I, it's, like, yes, in a parallel universe, that's the life I live. And I absolutely play those games, too, where I'm, like, what if, blah, 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 blah. Right, totally. Um, But I'm at a stage in life that when I play the what if game, it's, like, but this is the best life that I could have envisioned. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know that it's going to keep getting better. Yeah, dude. That's that's and maybe that's gorgeous. delusional. Maybe that's like my way of preventing hey, myself from if you're listening. If you're listening to this fucking podcast, then you're probably a little bit delusional with us, but it's fine. We're all working through it together. I, yeah, I, fucking I love, love that, that though. I love the idea of like yes. the colors. Yeah, I know. That it's makes a, a lot of sense to me. It's a beautiful quote. And I do feel like younger in the sense that like I am just like experiencing these things in new terms. And I asked for advice um, from one of our friends. And I simply just, first of all, get yourself some friends that are older than you. It's great because they have 
phenomenal advice. And if you're a little bit older, get friends that are younger than you because they have a much different perspective. That's amazing. Yeah. So to be very clear, both sides 100% benefit and you will learn so fucking much. I love that. Um, And I asked him like the simple question of does existing ever get easier? Because I was just in a really emotional moment of just like I'm so tired and emotional and I'm on my period and I'm sick and like all this you know everything was just feeling so mm-hmm. fucking big and I was like does existing ever get um any easier and he had told me that um yes it does and then it gets hard again and it's like floating the fucking river which is hilarious because we love floating the river yes um and he's all like you know you find yourself in some rapids but then all of a sudden you're cruising and the goal is to just enjoy the cruise But also, you know, try and enjoy the rapids every now and again as well. And I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. So as someone who's, like, new into this crazy idea of, like, yeah, life is, like, floating the river and, like, things get hard and then they get easier and then they get hard. Because I I personally feel like the biggest disadvantage that I have is being in the rapids and being like, life is always hard. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I'm just so embedded in it, but knowing that, like, now I'm newer into this concept and just living the concept of things will get easier. The goal is to yep. enjoy it. And then things will get hard again. Yes. The goal is to enjoy it all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I so. think that's, yeah, that's probably the difference is that like <sighs> I've gone through enough rapids and that's the only difference. Is I've just been on the river longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had more chances to do the work. I'm not saying that like just because someone's older, they fucking know better because that's not the case. No. Um, you have to actively do the work. But you have like, to be I've present in the moment, time. too. Yes. You know, that's huge as well. Because pe- people's age has nothing to do with their experience or their maturity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Which is, that's big for me. Because I, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves, like growing up was respect your elders. And I was like, why? You, if you're not going to respect me, I'm not going to respect you. Period. And I knew tons of people that were my age or younger that had like just, I don't know, better perspectives on life that mm-hmm. I was like that. I want that person. I want yeah. to learn from them. Just because you've been here for 80 years does not mean that, like, you could have just been a mooch for 80 years. Totally. You could have had everyone else doing your work for you. Yeah. Like, uh, I want people that are, like, doing the assignment themselves. My fucking thing about that is, like, well, can you give me a reason to? And, like, I get it. You're supposed to respect everyone that you meet. And I think there's a baseline of respect. Like, I'm not going to meet someone and instantly treat someone like shit. No. Um. So there's a baseline level of respect, but, like, asking for a higher yes. level for just being on this earth for longer. A little bit silly. To well, me. I think it was always, for me, it was always presented in a way of, like, what they say is law. So if yeah. someone says something and they're older than you, what they say is law and they know everything. And I'm like, that's, No. That's not the case. Yeah, totally. People all around the world know so much more shit than me. Most people know so much more shit than me. So, like, absolutely not. Um, Yeah. So then I would ask. Okay. What if you could give, like, one thing to help people who are feeling uncomfortable with grief? Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to them? I'm so itchy. I cannot have my hair down, you guys. I know. I feel like a fucking pony. And then I'm, like, (laughs) over here constantly touching my face. Yeah, meanwhile, I always have to have my hair down. Um, it's, like, touching my ears. I, if you were feeling uncomfortable with the idea of grief, I think that um, as someone who's dealt with a lot of grief, and I feel like a lot of people do anyway, so that's not really saying much, but, like, I I think at a really young age, I was dealing with a lot, and a lot mm-hmm. had happened. Um, 
my biggest thing is if you're feeling uncomfortable with it, take what you can from it. I understand that it's incredibly painful. And if you're in the thick of it, I understand that like this might sound corny or cheesy or you might be like, just shut the fuck up, Callista. Like I'm in so much pain. I don't want to listen to this right now. Take what you can. Use it as inspiration to go forward and not go backwards, if that makes sense. Um, And I know that some people might be like, oh, that's toxic productivity. But like, I think for me, when when some of the biggest people of my life died, my biggest thing moving forward was to make sure that I honored all the things that they would have done if they knew that their time was going to be cut so short. Same thing with places and things. Honor that place and or thing because you never know. So, yeah, that's that's my advice. I don't know if that helped at all, but whatever. What's your advice? Nope, that's it. That was perfect. That's it? Okay, yeah, cool. I'm ending there. That was that was absolutely perfect. Great. I cannot add to that. Fabulous. Um, so on that note, what's your fucking win? My win for the week. Um, I think my win for the week is, gosh, what is my Oh, um, going out and socializing when I really didn't feel like it. Because I honestly ended up having a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was super fun. What's your win for the week? Um, my win for the week is getting all of my artwork done. Ooh. Yeah. And, like, giving myself permission to, like, draw and create more. Period. So even though I'm physically tired, I mm-hmm. have so many ideas just bursting inside of me. That and I have so the happy. energy to, like, actually fucking create them. That makes me so, so fucking happy. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So on that note, we love you guys so much. Um... Same as always. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to say, like, like, subscribe, all of that stuff, wherever yeah. it is on the YouTubies. Yeah. Um, or, like, <laughs> rate us, review us, whatever. Um, yeah, but if you didn't does. like it, keep it to yourself. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you have any productive, like, anything that you're like, hey, this could make it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send that to Caboose because I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, we'd love to hear it. Uh, and if you have any, like, tips, advice, anything mm-hmm. um, for grief, absolutely send them and all like always if you've got questions or if you have any topics that you want us to cover then just write us and we will cover it assuming it's not like i don't know something that i can't help you with so right you don't know everything bye